Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. There we there go. There we go. Shit. Should I, should I get some better uh, lighting? Uh, I mean, it, maybe, yeah, sure. If you want to yeah. maybe get, get, get the window out from behind you. Uh, there we go. You set up, you cozy, you all right? What's going on, man? Oh, not much, not much. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to, to finally do this, my dude. Yeah, it's been like a yeah, like a, maybe a two-year period of just like creeping Instagram stories and stuff like that. But good to finally uh, hear your voice and your face at the same time and uh, live and all that. This is uh, this is this is the 2020 communication right now. This is the yeah. the, the Zoom call podcast friendships. Uh, doesn't yeah. matter where 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 you are in the world. This is this is the uh, the mode of communication right now. Internet relationships are evolving very quickly. It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm down with it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to, that's why I, I literally sent you the message and I was just like, Hey, I feel like we need to talk more. And, uh, I had some, some, some recommendations from other people and things. They were, uh, uh they just said that maybe you were on their podcast or, or something like that. And I was just like, I gotta have chat on for sure. Um, how, uh, so yeah, we're recording by the way, we're, we're, we're yeah, going, <laughs> we're going straight from the rip sometimes. Yeah. So, so I always, I always try and send it in the, uh, in the first email, but then some people are confused whenever I just like dive into things and they're just like, yeah. Oh, we are recording. I was like, yeah, yeah. We just, yeah, go right. I, uh, I've heard it's like a better way to do it. I, uh, I think I, like I did a call with Susan Ebergall once and we were on the, uh, we were on for about half an hour just talking about whatever. We started the podcast and it was just like impossible to get going. So, well, it's, it, it just, it's, it's more natural. And, and, and what I want to do with my podcast in the first place is literally just have these conversations. Like I'll, I'll yeah. funny enough with, with you, I have zero questions prepared. So let's just hope <laughs> for the best on this. Um, but, but typically, uh, I, because I figured we would be able to riff and, and go to different topics and things like that. But if it's somebody, um, like John Goodman or somebody or, or like Mike Matthews and things like with you, I know you wouldn't care as much if I got caught up or we just started talking about some random rabbit hole or whatever. Uh, but for, you know, the important guests, Chad, uh, I I was like, these guys are serious. Well, I just, I just want to make sure that I I just don't make a complete idiot of myself. But, but yeah, like I said, with, with you, I think, I think we can talk about whatever and it'll, it'll end up being good. Um, how, uh, how, how have you been doing? You've been, you've been doing all right during this, this quarantine amazing year of 2020. It's been, uh, I mean, it's been weird. I like, I mean, it's, you know, schools are open again, numbers are going up and it's just like, it's been a weird time, but, um, you know, people are still looking for help with their, with their nutrition, especially. And, uh, it's, uh, so nothing too crazy on my front. It's just been like a, you know, low key, low key time. Um, you know, I bounced back and forth between Toronto and Ottawa a little bit to see my parents, but other than that, it's just status quo pretty much. Okay. So you're, you're based out of Canada. Yeah. So, uh, I'm originally from Ottawa. I moved- up, up yonder. Yeah. Up yonder. Yeah. And you just, you just moved to, to New York. So we can talk about that if you want, but, um, I made a big move about four years ago from Ottawa to Toronto, uh, which is where I started my business. Um, I worked in a, uh, uh, a commercial facility, big box gym for about two years, uh, doing personal training, of course. Um, and then about, uh, you know, two years in, I kind of needed something fresh. Like I wanted to be in the city, but also, uh, I knew at some point when I got into this industry that I'd need to kind of, um, you know, I knew, I knew I'd need to do my own thing. Um, not that it's the only option, but I just felt like, 
having someone else tell me how to do this job was just like probably not going to cut it. So uh, about two years in, I made the move to Toronto and uh, kind of just like put a mattress in my bed and, you know, had like, you know, probably a couple of grand to my name and let money run out while I figured this thing out. And uh, what year was that? How old, how, how old were you then? I would have been uh, 28, probably like halfway through 28. 28. Okay. And how old are you now? Uh, 33. 33. Okay. I want to, well, I want to, I want to rewind it a little bit. What, uh, what was like your first, so did you go to university? Did you go to college? Yeah. So I was, uh, I was like a sociology major, criminology, um, which is like, honestly, I was like, you know, I, uh, uh, I identify with like the, the, the Gary V, uh, uh, perspective on school. I was not meant to be there. Um, but I think that I went through, you know, my schooling just like, uh, having some shame and some guilt over really not, like excelling there, but I kind of just stayed in it because I was, you know, I thought it was what I was supposed to be doing, going, you know, get a degree, get a job, blah, blah, blah. What job were you looking for? Sorry to cut you off. I'm going to do that a few times just because I want to, I like the little, uh, transition details because I think people tend to skim, skim past them, but there's so many people that, uh, are going through that right at this moment. And I think it could be helpful. Yeah. Like I, you know, when I, when I went from high school, like I was interested in fitness. My, my interest in fitness started around like 14, 15 years old. And we can get into all, all the ways in which I screwed it up. But, um, once I got to around 19, picking a major for school, which, you know, I probably shouldn't have gone, but I figured that's what I was supposed to do. Um, I really didn't have many options because I skipped all my sciences. I skipped all my math. So it's like, I had like, you know, you can go to sociology or something like that. So I was like, okay, screw it. I'll go. In those years, I didn't go to too many classes. Um, I just kind of like bumbled along, just like, you know, got, got through it. Just basically how I got through high school, which was not like with terrible grades, but was also just like not really engaging with anything. And this kind of like, that kind of trickled into my early twenties and, you know, my interest in fitness kind of was always there. I was like reading articles and all that type of stuff. And it just got to a point where like, I was scared of going into the industry, like scared of selling myself, marketing, sales, all that type of stuff, like the common story, but keeps a lot of people out of the industry, which is kind of funny at this point. And it got to around like 25, 26, I was working in um, uh, a halfway house. So I was working in like, uh, you know, like social work type stuff. I was a counselor in a halfway house doing overnights, um, that type of stuff. And it was just something I kind of like, it went with my degree, but I also had a friend there. And during that time, I spent a lot of time like on my overnights reading textbooks about fitness and all this type of stuff. So it's like that kind of love for it and that interest never went away. Yeah. Was this your first career out of college? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was like, it never really materialized into something that was going to like, you know, be enough. Like I wasn't happy doing it. It wasn't like, it wasn't paying the bills very well. It was like, just like something that, uh, something I needed at the time. Um, and then, you know, it just hit a breaking point where I just needed to make a change. Like, it was just like, I'm like, I'm at the job doing like, like reading fitness textbooks and reading anatomy books and stuff like that. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. So uh, I did, I got my first job, um, you know, under a, uh, under a trainer who had found online who was in my hometown in Ottawa. And uh, she kind of ran a semi-private facility. Um, she like kind of like was in the network. So she knew who I was paying attention to. So there was some commonality that way. And I got into through that, that, um, that worked out okay, but it was a little bit over my head to start with semi-private training after having never coached anyone like, you know, it was just a little bit much. You were thrown into the deep end. 
Yeah, exactly. It was just like right into it. So uh, it was sink or swim. And, you know, you could argue that I, I that I didn't really swim in that instance. And then so I ended up in the big box jump for two years, um, which was like, you know, a, a, bit, a little bit of a circus, uh, you know, compared to the other one. But wait, so at the semi-private, did you you're skimming over these details and I'm going to dig it out of you because yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, know yeah. what happened. So with with the semi-private, so you said you you didn't swim in this instance and then you had to go to a big box gym. Yeah, well, you know what? It was like, admittedly, it was like, I was trying my best. I had like, I was basically like getting my certification while I was there. I was basically brought in as like an intern and I had a lot of interest. I did all the right things. Um, You know, I was like eager and all these things. So she brought me on on a part-time basis and she was actually paying me basically as an intern. And eventually she started like, you know, giving me hours and stuff like this. And I'm handling like three or four people at the same time, which you know, and it wasn't like a, it was a gym with some standards. So it wasn't like, you know, some places you can walk in and like, you know, everything goes and it's like, just like, as long as people are working out, everyone's happy. So this place had some more standards. There was just a lot more, you know, the bar was set high on terms of like quality of training and stuff like that. So the, you know, I'm all for like the semi-private model uh, and people who want to run it. But if you've never actually coached one person at a time before coaching three or four at a time, is like, you know, just like exponentially <laughs> harder. So right. it was like, and I thought I was doing okay, but I think it was like, you know, she eventually let me go and, you know, it was never in, I, I also like, I basically have a business partner who is also happened to be the other trainer that was working under her. So when she let me go, it was more like a thing where, you know, she's like, well, like, you know, business isn't too good, which was true. So she really like, I was probably stressful on her hands anyway. So it wasn't really like, Hey, you suck. Like, you know, I'm going to have, we're going to have to move on. But it was like, you're probably not good enough that I have the time to like manage this right now. So like, and, and she's like, you know, probably better off that you go work in a, in a big box gym for a couple of years, which like my entry into the industry was like, you know, the only reason, you know, she ended up taking me on in the first place was just due to like a clear interest beyond what you're going to have from the average person. Like the average person, the trainer that walks in has a certification, like, you know, has never like, you know, dug into anything. They may have went to school for kinesiology, but it's more know, so just much. a job, just like, oh, I'm kind of into fitness. I go to the gym. So let's go ahead and sign up as a personal trainer. Yeah. It's kind of like when, you know, a lot of business owners like talk about how like a resume isn't that important. I was kind of like, you know, sometimes that approach can go wrong as well. So like I said all the right things and like I could have done fine there. And, you know, when I went on to the uh, training people one-on-one was probably better for my personality and also just better for like where I was at, which was like a really, um, you know, valuable experience. I like, I just got a lot better in that instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude, no, it's super interesting. And I don't know if I've ever even... I might have told this story on here once before, but my first uh, personal training in-person experience was at a semi-private place as well as a paid intern. Um, it was, it was. So, do you know who Molly Galbraith is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so Molly Galbraith and Jim Laird actually, it was their gym in Lexington, Kentucky, um, and and I was like eighteen or something, nineteen. Eh, no, wait, hold on. Not eighteen. I was I was probably twenty. Um, I was in college still. Went there, worked at the gym for probably about six months, and I was still, dude. I was still just figuring things out, like as a as a college kid. And then also, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my future or whatever. I was just I was into fitness, and then I showed interest with them. They saw promise. I went there, worked for six months, and uh, 
I actually got let go as well because I just, my heart wasn't really in it as much, to be honest. I was still, um, I, I, I thought it was important to me, but the, the stuff that they had me do and things, I was more so, I was good at talking to people and charming people. And that, that was one of the things the boss even said is that I spent way more time just like talking with people and making people feel good and things. He was like, you just, you can't charm your way into being an amazing trainer. He, that's literally what he told me. And it, it was, it, he didn't say it like in a mean way, he was an amazing, um, uh, you know, uh, business owner and things, Jim Laird is who I'm talking about. And, uh, then, yeah, one day I, he, he was like, you got to come into my office. And then he, he, he let me go. But honestly, looking back, if he wouldn't have done that, uh, I don't know, like I had dreams of maybe working in the semi-private space, like doing, like becoming a big trainer there, working with them. Uh, but, but now looking back, I'm so glad that it happened because clearly I just, I, I was trying to fool myself into liking it more than I actually did. And I thought it was a cool thing to do. Uh, and, and, uh, clearly just through my actions alone were just, I wasn't putting in the extra mile, putting in the extra effort. And they were like, we have people lined up at the door waiting to take your spot or whatever. Um, and, and I was like, you know what, you're right. Uh, and I, I still remember it to this day. Cause I think that's the only, well, one, that's the last job I've ever had. And then two, it's just like, I can just feel it in my chest whenever he told me that. Cause I knew he was right. And I was like, fuck, but also maybe this isn't for me. So, so, so it's just interesting. Whenever you said that it brought up all of those different feelings that of, of, of what I did as well. But then I just transitioned into the online space. Um, after that, I was yeah. just like, fuck this. I'm just going to do it all on my <laughs> own. Where else go online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, but, but, isn't, but isn't it funny though? Like, just like, because you know, like you reach a certain level of success and, you know, people think that, you know, you've had it all together and it was just like the amount of times where I've just like, you know, just, this is just one instance of just, you know, it's just not working out. And as, as long as you keep going, you know, like the interest in the fitness field and helping people and all that stuff was always there. It was just finding out the, you know, the best way to do it. I'm not surprised. It's the way I do it right now. Um, yeah. What about, what about, so you went, so you went to the, the big box gym and then how, uh, how long did you, did you do that for? That was about two years. So, uh, that was two years of just like, taking clients at whatever hours, like there was, you know, it's like, it's the same old circuit. It's like, you know, 12 to 13 hour days working, um, you know, sometimes only get paid for like three to five of them, that type of thing. Um, you know, going to, going to work every day. Like, you know, I was there on Sundays. If I had to be, if a client rescheduled, I didn't charge them. I just do the hour just because I wanted to do the hour. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was a bit of a grind, although like, you know, people ever, everyone said I was going to burn out, but I just like enjoyed the art of doing the job. Well, like it was just like, it didn't feel like it didn't never feel like work, but you know, like half the time it didn't feel like work, which is good enough for me. Especially compared to what you were, what you were doing beforehand, like compared to yeah, that. Exactly. It's just like, this is like, this is, you know, for some people, like it feels like double the work that they're actually doing, you know, like, it's just like, it, it, it was, it, it was good. Like, you know, the rules and regulations and even just the mentality of working in the big, big box gym wasn't like in line with the way I thought I had a lot of frustrations, you know, with that type of stuff. But, um, you know, I always told myself, it's like, it's like if you want to do it your way, then go do it your way. Like, you know, go put up with that. So it was always something I had on my mind. Um, and I used those two years to like, just learn how to handle clients and, you know, like, but also just like making sure people moved well and being that, 
they didn't want us talking nutrition with clients. Um, but I, they also were well aware that most people were coming in for weight loss. So that created just a huge like just problem for me. It was like, okay, so you know why people are coming, you know what they're paying for, and you're not going to let us like you're going to tell us not to to help them with that basically. Um, so you know that was kind of like final straw when that kind of came in, and you know it was just the thing like you know on top of moving to Toronto when I decided to open up the business, I just you know wanted a fresh start. I, like I was in Ottawa, which is like. A little quieter so the energy of the city i know you just moved to new york so it's probably a very very similar feel um uh, yeah it's 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 uh, uh it, luckily though i've got like new york on training wheels where there's not as many people here right now yeah. so it's not it's not terrible in the in the area that we're in isn't like super crazy but it's definitely more busy than kentucky um yeah. so so yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah, it was just like, it was something I've been talking about for a long while. And I think, uh, you know, one of my friends who lives here, we were at a wedding one day and I was talking about it. And he's like, yo, you've been talking about this for too long. Just do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got home, I think that week and booked the place. Um, you know, I gave my notice. I gave my notice in at the gym job, like a week after they gave me a raise that would have made the job a lot more stable. It was just like kind of picking between like a little stability here versus like, you know, what I actually wanted over here. Um, you know, I said no started the business on day one when I got here. I think the first day I was in a Starbucks, like, you know, opening the business basically. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest kind of just goes from there. It was like a crazy move. It kind of, you know, it spawned what is probably to the, to date, you know, one of my favorite 12 months of my life, which were also the scariest, riskiest, and like, just like, you know, the most adventurous, I think. Oh, let's talk about it. What uh, did you get? Did you get, uh, this is be more of like a personal question, but did you get pushback from like your parents no, or anything? My, my, yeah, no, like my parents were like always just like, the, I didn't have the type of, type of parents that like pushed back on it. However, you know, I wouldn't say that there was no pushback. I would say that there was no, um, it was more like, not telling me not to do it, but more like negative sentiments on it. So it wasn't like, it was more maybe comments more about them than it was about me. So it was like, don't go, it it wasn't like, don't go do that. It's not going to go well. It was more like seeing the negative sides of it and not saying, don't go do it. So I, there was a little bit of that. And honestly, like still, it still is some of that. And, um, you know, you, you see that with some people and, you know, seeing like class half full, like, I, I guess that's probably what I'm getting at. So some of that for sure. Um, but nothing that said like, don't go do it, nothing but support that type of thing. Um, so like that was all good, but, uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, it spawned a period. Like, I think the second I set foot in Toronto, it was more like, you're finally doing what you actually wanted to do. You know, the, the fact that it was all on me was like a huge positive. What age was this? This was 28. 28. Okay. And then, so the, the feeling of having it all on your shoulders, you actually like that. It was like, well, the freedom of, you know, it was funny because when I got to Toronto, it's like you, you end up hitting this like, you know, I was, I felt very free, but it was also like, it was also like the freedom of being unemployed on day one. <laughs> so like this was going to go away if things didn't work out. So I had to get to work, of course, but it was just like the, you know, it, that was another sink or swim moment. Um, you know, I, I burned the bridge like, it, like, you know, or it felt like it. I was like, when I moved there, I was like, you know, you're not going to go work for someone else. You're not going to run into an equinox. Second, things aren't going well. Um, you know, you're going to make this work. 
the way it ended up working out was like, you know, I could have never imagined, you know, how well it went. But, and, you know, the, the, the challenges I face now are just nothing compared to the challenges I thought I was facing at the time. But it was just like, you know, at the time, um, you know, I had a mentor, you're, you're well aware of Jordan. So uh, I was under a tutelage of in a coaching group with Jordan Syed at the time. And uh, that was kind of like perfectly timed for my move. And that was just kind of where I got like, you know, like the, the content 101 on like putting posts out on Facebook and stuff like that. And it's just like crazy how that fucking worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I was like, what is like people like people are actually going to like, you know, buy this stuff off me. Cause that's like, <laughs> you know, I started my online business kind of like half, like before I left and then really officially on day one. And, um, I had been putting out content for a few months there, but, and like slowly you start seeing like, you know, like friend of a friend bites or like friend from like someone you haven't talked to from high school, like for like five years or whatever. Like those are the people, you know, you're like, why are my best friends liking my stuff or sharing and shit? How, it's like, how good is that feeling? Like, like, you know, this guy from like grade 10 who like, you know, I talked to a few times. It was like, absolutely. Well, yeah, it works. But, you know, and uh, part of the story, actually, when I moved to Toronto, I was actually supposed to go to massage therapy school. And I was there for about 15 days. I was like having fun with the content, like just like my, you know, I was having my days free to like, you know, work on that and work on the business. And it was like, I think it was probably like the happiest I'd been like in my adult life. Mm. And all of a sudden I end up back in the classroom and I'm like, you know, writing posts in class. And, you know, I'm like, I remember I, I went out for a birthday and stayed out late in the middle of the week. Like at one point I showed up to class, like not good. And uh, I think we were doing like the anatomy of the hand or the foot or something. And it was just like, that was just like, <laughs> that was just like the last day for me. That's, it's, it's like, it's just, it's, it's insanity, right? You were just back in the same situation that you were doing at the other, with the textbooks, right? Yeah. So, and it's, you know, and just figuratively, like I've had such a, like I had a moment once when I started the business where I was just like, I was in the subway station in Toronto and everyone was going one way and I was going the other. And it was just like this moment where I was like, this kind of feels right. And then all of a sudden, when I went back to school, I'm carrying these linens to 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 uh, to uh, to class, and I've got this stuff. It's at like 7 a.m., and all of a sudden, I'm going in the same direction. I'm just like, you know, going through the crowds, and I'm like hating it. So the classroom, you know, I should have known it before, but the classroom just didn't feel right for me again. And um, you know, I went to uh, I went to the people that ran the school, and I was just like, hey, like you know, this online business thing that I'm doing is like working out pretty good. And meanwhile, like it was not working out like well enough to take that bet, but, uh, it's going great. <laughs> you know, it was like, it just felt right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and from there I got my time back to work on it and it was just like, it was just kind of crazy how, you know, things worked out. Like I just, uh, you know, and I, I felt that in school too. Like if I didn't study for a test, it'd be like a fire alarm the next day that saved me. So, you know, it's not like they didn't put the work in, but it was just like, you know, when you're, when you're doing this stuff, you have to trust that it's going to work, especially when you're like not making, you know, you're trying to start, you know, business that's off scratch when you're, you know, living in an expensive city. Right. Yeah. Did, did you, did you, um, did you have like a, was it, was there any type of epiphany moment or was it a series of moments whenever you were realizing because I know so you just talked about how you got a couple bites you got a few clients maybe but then I think they're the the first couple clients is amazing and like very euphoric and you're like holy fuck people actually pay from pay me for this but then also what about the moment whenever you were actually like supporting yourself and kind of financially independent while doing this career was that a different moment 
Yeah. So like, well, there's probably two moments to come to mind. So the, the first moment was really early on the process. And I was actually doing some personal training in Toronto as well. It's just my online thing grew a little bit faster, um, just by nature of like reaching more people. And, uh, first moment was I was on a date two weeks in and I meet this guy at a bar and he's just, you know, loaded drunk. And, you know, we started talking like we're both at the bar and me and my date and then like him and his buddy and, uh, asked me what I do. And I'm like, I'm a personal trainer. He's like, Oh, I need one. And then, uh, it ends yes. up being that he, yeah, he's like, it's like, and I'm like, okay, this guy's full of shit. Like I've heard, I've, I've had this, I've had this happen before. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, anyways, he passes me his number and, uh, it tells me to meet him downtown. And of course he like, he, uh, is like a big currency trader. He works at the, uh, he lives at the Shangri-La hotel. So it's like, just like, I'm all of a sudden, I'm just like, is this guy bringing me into a place where I'm just going to kind of like, you know, get all kinds of clients and like, I thought like, I was like, wow, did I just like luck in? Is this just going to work out like crazy? And of course, um, he, uh, the first thing he did was he was like, can I just pay you all up front for like a bunch of, like a bunch of sessions. So two weeks in, I probably got handed like more money, which, you know, at the time was just incredibly important because I wasn't making any, <laughs> so my, my account was just going deep. And, uh, it was like, you know, I was like, wow, maybe this is going to work. Like that was the first time I was like, wow, this like, wow, this is, this really can work. Like I can support myself this way. Yeah. And the next one, you know, it, it gone pretty well. I was posting every day, um, getting sales, all that stuff was going really well. But I think like the next one was, um, you know, I think it, like you relate to this one. It was probably about August and I was probably three months past the point where like, around April, May, and we're going in around seven, eight months in business at this point. And things were like, like I was at crunch time. Like I just handed in two months on a two, uh, first and last on a new, on a new lease. Like it was like drained my account. Yeah. And I'm like looking at restaurants and this is actually super important perspective for me was the business was kind of working, but not enough. And I was looking at like help wanted signs in restaurants and that actually kept me going. Like, I didn't want to have to do that, but that was like, you could just get a job in a restaurant and keep this thing going. And actually like, honestly, you know, probably make for a very comfortable living while you're living in this new city. And I never had to do that, but that kind of perspective and that kind of just like resourcefulness in the, in the moment was really helpful because I just realized the situation wasn't nearly as bad as it felt. Mm. Like, just figure this out. Like, just go get a retail job. Like, it's really not that bad. And Within like a month, I think I'd been watching, um, you know, Jared Hamilton. I've been watching Jordan. I was watching, uh, you know, a few other people, but notably those two and Carter Good for sure, uh, doing these infographics. And I'm talking to Susan Nierbegal, um, and we were like texting a lot at the time. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm gonna make one of these things. And I think I, I watched a, I watched a tutorial video from Spencer Nadolski about how to do it. And he like referenced the way they were doing it. And I was like, oh shit, like, cause that was my sticking point. I was like, I don't know how to make these things. And then I watched this tutorial. I was like, oh my God, this isn't hard. And so I go make one and you know, I put it out and see what happens. And then of course, like a day later, the thing starts to grow. And like, I saw like followers roll in. And it was like, it was like the first time it felt like when I was on Twitter, like eight years ago, just watching people for fitness advice. So I was a guy with no profile picture. I had uh, two tweets. I had like zero people following me, like maybe like two people. Uh, but I was following like 200 people. Right. And that to me was this person's just here to consume and just here for information yeah. and not here to like 
socialize with anyone or anything like that. And I started seeing those people roll in. And that was the first time I'd not seen, you know, like the fitness crew follow for follow back, like just like the annoying crowd, just like looking for that type of stuff. Like just, you know, people that were just going to unfollow you in a few days anyways. I saw real people looking for information. And I, you know, I put out one a day for a little while. And I think like, you know, in in a few weeks, all of a sudden you've grown like a thousand or 2000 followers. And again, not that it's all about that stuff, but that was like, something's happening here that's never happened before i was posting on instagram for a year just like my workout videos like no one cared about them like yeah some, you know i was getting like you know some leads and stuff based on that stuff and people were liking it and people were like messaging me and talking about it but that point where it's just like okay this infographic thing kind of worked how long ago was this that was um i mean august august 2007 maybe 2007 no, two, sorry, 2017. Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> like, dude, infographics are just a <laughs> yeah, new yeah. thing. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, 2017. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, so you, you were somewhat like you kind of caught that wave of when infographics were first popular. Yeah, it was like it was probably about you know seven eight months after Jordan and uh, Carter started doing that stuff. Yes, and um, and then I saw it kind of work for about four months. I was doing it daily, and then I saw something about like, hey, like if you should do it two or three times a day. And around January, that's when I like two like one share two times a day um and that was you know that period was where the transition of really having no fucking clue whether this thing was going to work at all or just not even having a clue what i wanted it to look like really i was just like trying to make a living in a coaching business mm-hmm. um to you know it goes from like 900 followers to a, like a hundred thousand over the course of eight months with just like a, a basically an obsessive period about putting that content um which you know, in a very big way, you know, life kind of changed a little bit in that, on that front, just like dealing with the responsibilities of, you know, people expecting stuff from you on a daily basis and, um, having to also just deal with the, um, you know, expectation of just like, you know, certain skills and getting on camera and all this stuff, which like I've gotten more comfortable with now, but at the time, like, uh, like those were things that I had to like overcome and get used to. And so like people just assume you were always able to do that when you do yeah, these things. No, you have like, to, you, dude, you have to, it's so crazy whenever you become, uh, I mean, obviously with, with being most types of entrepreneurs, but whenever you become a fitness coach, be your own fo- fitness coach, um, run your own business, you have to become, you know, you're, you had to become the accountant. You have to become the videographer, the photographer, you have to go through all the tech stuff, all the admin stuff. It's like, you have to play so many different roles and yeah, there's no real just like uh, uh, blueprints really. And there's a little bit more now, but back then, yeah, at least whenever I started in things, yeah, there's there's maybe a blueprint for maybe like coaching systems or something. Like everything is separate in different fields and you have to try and filter out, like I don't know what's good information about like money or taxes or, or uh, you know, admin stuff, all these other things. I know how to help people build muscle and lose fat, but other than that, you know, you've got to kind of figure it out on your own. Yeah, the tech stuff kills me. Like I got a message from my accountant today, just be like, "Hey, you sent this wrong." It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, okay, it's going to take me a couple, like three hours to figure out the thing that only should take like a bookkeeper like two minutes. Yes, but, yeah, uh, but it's been, uh, you know, that was a cra- yeah, that was a crazy period. But you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's spawned a lot of growth. It's like you know, created like you know, a business beyond what I ever could have imagined. But um, and also just like a lot of reach and a lot of like, you know, the ability to touch people from around the world has been really crazy. 
That's cool. No, it's, it's, it's super cool. And so how long, how many, how many years? So that was 2017. So you've been doing it for probably about three, four years now steady. Yeah. We're got, yeah, I think, uh, November 1st, I moved here, but two, 2016, I guess. Yeah, 2016. Um, so four years as of uh, you know a month or two, well, a month and a half from now. Right, and so you're doing you're full time online. Right oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the I moved. Uh, yeah, I moved back to Ottawa. I was actually going to go travel. Um, this was about you know 18 months in or so, and this was like kind of the point where it reached like where I where I left my in person clients. Um, which there's a story attached to that, which we can talk about. But um, I actually had to. Uh, so I ended up bouncing around the city for a few years. And this, uh, um, I, one of my business initiatives at one point when I was working at uh, a studio and, and uh, I was like from Midtown Toronto and I bounced in there just like for a friend of a friend who'd been working there. And, uh, one of my, one of the ways in which I started getting business in a, in a, uh, in a, you know, in a, in a live personal training studio, I looked for uh, the hairstyle. It's just like a John Goodman tip, like just like how are you going to market yourself? And like this is the stuff that pushed me out of my comfort zone when like, it was sink or swim. Like I, this was not the stuff. This is the stuff I was scared to do, uh, but also deep in my mind probably wanted to be doing. And I uh, there was a hair salon across the street from my studio, and uh, there was a stylist there or a barber, or, you know, whatever you want to call him, and he. Uh, he had a you know fairly sizable Instagram following, um, a fairly fairly popular gay guy in class, in town, kind of like had that type of feel to him. And uh, I added him just because he was across the street, a big guy to network with. And uh, you know we kind of like started liking each other's stuff back and forth, and ended up talking and you know building like a relationship from there. And he ended up becoming a client of mine. And uh, it's uh, I don't know if this story's gonna rub some people the wrong way, but what ended up happening was. He was a client of mine and I ended up moving in with him and uh, he had like a, he had like a den for like 600 bucks a month with some French doors. It was just like a place where I can lay a mattress down like in the city, like rents here, like, you know, not all that unsimilar to the way they are in New York. So building my business, I was like 600 bucks a month. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So that went really great um, for about four months. And we got to this, you know, this, day where everything that wasn't a problem before that ended up becoming a problem. And we, uh, I wasn't really sure what it was. And, uh, man, how, how, how can I, can I get like, you know, I'm going to like talk about like weird stories and stuff. Please like, do. This is, I could be, cause here's the thing, Jed, I was looking around all of your stuff and I was like, honest, I don't see much personal things. I need to, I yeah. want to dig some of the personal stuff out yeah, of you. Yeah, you can so. be on the email list, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, there um, you go. So anyways, we, um, so I'm trying to figure out what happened and, uh, I was at home on a weekend and my mom's talking about it and, uh, and she's like, you know, maybe you thought you guys were going to hook up. And I was like, probably not. Like, I just like, didn't think that's what it was. But due to the way that I started my business, I had a friend of a friend who's a, a gay guy in Toronto. And uh, he ended up like, basically just like, that's actually how my business went from zero to like salvageable. And in, in a, in a, about a four to probably four month period was this guy who's a friend of a friend, um, just known him forever, went to school with him, that type of stuff. He was a client and he came on to like, you know, something like 80 bucks a month. It was like when Jordan told us to put, put on a sale, he, uh, he was the one of the guys that reached out and he did really well. And, uh, but he started talking to all of his friends and 
he started like sending referrals and I'm like, yo, if you're going to do this like a lot, like I'm just like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll train it for free every time. Like every, every time you send someone, you get a free month. And he did it, I think 14 straight months or something. He oh had my someone. God. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. So it just basically like started the business for me. Like, and do you still have his number? Cause I need to maybe talk to yeah, him a little bit. He'd love to live in New York. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so, and, and at this time, just going back to the original story, I'm like talking to, you know, my mom's like, maybe you thought you guys were going to hook up this roommate. And then, um, I, I'm like, you know, no, that's not, that could be it. And so I started asking my, 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 uh, my clients, my gay clients. And I just assumed like the, like the answers were going to be like, no, Chad, like not everyone wants to have sex with you, like this type of stuff. (laughs) And no word of a lie. Every one of them was like, when I described the details of what was going on he's like, you, he thought you guys were going to hook up. Mm. And he thought, you know, it was like, it's just, I could see how that could like, you know, I, and I could see how someone could say I was oblivious in that moment, but that's not what I was in it for. But you know, what, what happened a couple of times was I got home one day and, um, I opened the door to my room and his room is right beside mine. And, um, there's a box of Magnum condoms on my bed that I didn't put there. And I'm staring, like, I'm looking down at this thing. I'm like, like this okay i know who put this here and you know timed perfectly as i look down and kind of like you know absorb this this box of condoms that i'm looking at i start to hear some of the most aggressive homosexual sex in the next room that was you know i would think i was being invited in i see Uh, and it was kind of just i think it was just a go for it but you know and that didn't really go over well and it actually happened twice to be honest (laughs) um and so this is kind of like some of the uh some of the debauchery and hijinks i got into in the middle of starting my business but that was like that was when i left i went to ottawa halfway through and then came back about uh, i was supposed to go travel and that was kind of like the that was like what forced me out for a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a good story nonetheless, but I came back to Toronto about, you know, eight months later after doing some travel, but I was, I was supposed to be away for a long term. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So I haven't <laughs> seen him since, but I did see his, I did see his boyfriend made some eye contact awkwardly in one of the restaurants around here. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, there, there was, you know, there, there weren't many dull days starting this thing off and running around the city, but. Oh man, that is, I'm so happy that you told that story because that <laughs> all of, all of that went down such a turn that I was not expecting. And I'm so <laughs> glad that it, I'm so glad that it did. Well, it's like, you know, as I just start talking about it randomly, I'm just like, oh, that sounds like a good time to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. It tends to go well. No, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, Okay, where to go from here? Uh, <laughs> I'm playing. Uh, so, so where, where? So you're. Um, what do? You, what are you doing now? Uh, and do you do you live by yourself? Do you do you live with roommates? You live. Oh, right. with, who do you live with? So what happened was, um, you know, I went around to. I went so uh, in around November or December. I left my lease. I was back in Toronto. I went. I went home for a bit because I was supposed to go travel. I was going to go to Bali for like three months, four months, um, and you know, do the influencer thing. Right um, on. Means, but do some traveling. Like I was going to go to Japan, that type of stuff, and spend the winter there. And of course, I'm at the travel agent booking this trip. Um, and uh, my friends had a bachelor party in, 
Ireland in May. So I was like planning this like around the world flight itinerary around late January this year. And I'm like, she gives me like, you know, we do the, we do the, uh, the flight plan. She gives me the insurance. I'm like, holy shit, the insurance is like more than most flights are. So I'm like, can I just think about this? I try and get back to the next day and say like, let's do it. Um, she's on vacation for like five days. By the time she gets back to me, COVID has like gone through South Korea where I was supposed to fly to Ah. all of a sudden I'm like, no. So at this time, uh, one of my friends here, uh, she's in the back doing work, but, um, we were talking, she broke up with her boyfriend and she was like looking for a spot. And I'm all of a sudden like, crap, I guess I'm coming back to Toronto again. So I'm, I'm here living with her. Um, we're in like East, East end of East end of Toronto, very, uh, very Brooklyn ish. Um, and, uh, otherwise just, you know, wearing masks and not, not going into too many restaurants and keeping six feet as much as possible and, you know, dealing with the world today. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. It's like, uh, I think I'll try and stay a while. I, I, I like it, man. Yeah. Just, just hang out a little bit and uh, you probably don't have much of a choice either to be a hundred percent honest. You can't go. No, it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, the deal with the situation and, you know, hopefully it ends up soon and, you know, vaccine or whatever. I've just like, honestly, like I I'm trying to just not watch the news. You know, it's just like, I, I dealt with anxiety for the first time in my life when this whole thing started. Um, like anxiety in, in a way that like chest pains, like I thought I needed a hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Like, and that, and that was, you know, that was around a time where, uh, you know, there was a transition period where like, if, you know, if you had clients who liked being in the gym and they couldn't be in the gym anymore, it was like, you know, faster track on the way out. And, uh, just the news and the headlines and, you know, Twitter was just like absolutely bonkers. It was so like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm probably like yourself on, on my phone, like a little bit too much. And, uh, you know, there was like a time there where it just felt like, lost control and just like watching everything that was going on so there was like a good week there where you know like some some shorter breathing and like had to kind of like you know stop working and lie down and just slow down and you know dealing with like some chest pains that were moving around and all of a sudden there's one day where it's like on this side a little bit too much and i'm Mm. just like should i you know should i be in the hospital right now or you know also just wondering like is the hospital somewhere i want where i want to go right now yeah right that was like a, that was a crazy month. And just being like, we're, we're off the main, main street here, just seeing like places boarded up. And, um, like, honestly, you walk outside around where I'm at, like if it was 8 PM and it was dark at that point, you're, you're walking around with, you know, like, like you're walking around with homeless people exclusively mm-hmm. at that point. It was just like a very, very weird time. But fortunately that kind of like, you know, went, went away, but Right. Was it, was it mostly, uh, well, cause I know you said unknown and then, uh, all, all of those different things. Was it because, because my, I think most people's businesses probably took a little bit of a hit. Like I had the, the initial people who got laid off and things and they were just like, Hey, I'm sorry. I just, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I had the initial hit. Um, and then basically since then things have been mostly steady. Uh, so, so that's, that's, that's good at least, but yeah. So was your, was the anxiety mostly from, uh, from a business standpoint and like security standpoint? Yeah. Like it, that, that hundred percent, like it was, uh, and you know, that like, that's probably partly coming from a place where it's probably something to talk to a therapist about in, in a sense, like, um, you know, just being worried about that free fall or like having, having had things go so well. It's like, you know, in a state of just like, you know, the, you know, the better things go, the more you worry about losing it all. 
And there was a period there where it was just like every day, just waking up to clients leaving. And I was mm. like, okay, candle a little bit, but if all of a sudden you're just like, is this like, you know, and all this, you also don't know what next month is going to look like. And if next month is going to be anything like this month, or maybe even worse, all of a sudden you're just like, woof, like this thing I just got up and worked every day for, like, I was having feelings like, holy shit, like, it's like, could this actually destroy me? And like, mm. also with the perspective that I wasn't in the gym where, or running a business, you know, just like a block away, or, you know, had to shut down entirely, like keeping perspective about the situation. But oh, yeah, there was a part there where it just felt like, uh, just like a slow bleed, like, but every day, just like, this is just gut punch just over and yeah. over and over again. And there was a time like, and, and, and like, you know, I had to just like anyone should, it was just a, a period where I was just like, what can you do? Like, you know, and how can you make sure that, you know, when this is over, as you go through it, it isn't so bad. And of course, like you said, like within about a month, things started to go better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of like, you know, my, my, I got on my TikTok pretty hard there just like, cause I was just like, what's the one thing that I could do that's like, you know, has probably a high level of possible return that's going to make me feel better about this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I got hard on that for a bit, which, which turned out pretty good. But how, how is, how is Cause I know, so Jared Hamilton, I just talked, he was just in New York. I got to talk to him a little bit about yeah. his TikTok game. I have, I have yet to get on the TikTok uh, game yet. I know that I, I should. And I know it, cause Jared's like, dude, registered dietitians, they kill on there. And so, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just like, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll give it a try, but there's just so many other things on my plate right now that I'm just like opportunity cost. I'm trying to weigh out the options and things, but yeah. How is, how is the TikTok gone for you? You know, it, it was nice because, uh, and like I've listened to Gary V talk about this and he's like, look, if it goes away one day, it's like your ability to get skills on that platform is going to be useful. And I remember when I hired a videographer last year too, that's just like, I'm paying like a lot of money and I'm mm-hmm. like, could you like, let's say like this pro- provides you with zero return and we could almost argue that it did. Um, and I was just like, if you get these, like, if you get comfortable on camera, is that going to be worthwhile? And I was like, yes, like I would like, honestly, like you're not going to find a person in the world that's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to pay t- 10 grand, just to get comfortable on camera. But I was like, if that's what actually happened, would that be a bad thing? And I was like, no, that would probably honestly just be totally worth it for in a, on a lot of different fronts, not even just return on investment monetarily. Right. Um, just like good for you to do, like just sure. to get comfortable that way. And, um, and TikTok was the same kind of thing. It was like, you know, it was like kind of a new way to do things. And like, I was watching Jared doing it and we talked a little bit about it. And, you know, he's just like, just make them like TikTok-y. And it was like, basically just like, don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. And you know, and there's like fiddling around with like how it works and all, like, you know, it's just like the ne- like the next time I have to like, you know, do something on tech or, or something along those lines, it's figuring out this just like, like uh, way longer to, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and it's, you know, but like just got to it and it, it worked out well. And, you know, fortunately, because I've like gotten fairly confident with like doing Instagram stories and Q and A's over video and stuff like that, it was like, it really wasn't that much different. I just had to be a little bit louder and more aggressive, which honestly I should probably be in like on Instagram as well. But this case just like forced it more animated. Yeah. More animated, like a little bit more cheeky. Um, You know that like a lot of your engagement is going to be coming from younger people. So like it was, you know, it was, it was honestly a chance for me to like maybe swear a little bit more and, and do that stuff just because like, 
even though I know I shouldn't listen to it, like it get a little bit of pushback when I do it on Instagram. So like, gotcha. how about, like, you know, when I do it on TikTok, like make sure that people know that like, that's what they're getting right off the bat. <laughs> All right. But, you know, you hit big on a few, it, it was no different than Instagram when it started off. Like, you know, you, you put out a bunch of posts and every, like every week, like one does really well. Um, and it got to a point where I was posting like twice a day and like just were very aggressively and you know it just started to grow like, it was a point where it was going three to five hundred followers a day and like it's like you know i watched jared do it i'm like okay the opportunity is definitely there yeah what followers are you at right now it's like 20 uh 27 27 000? yeah 27 no, 000. yeah yeah so <laughs> like it um you know it's but also like like you said it's like if you've got a lot of things going yeah, like you can't do everything. Well, it's just yeah. I'm just there. There's other um thing. Yeah, there's just other thing. Like I'm I'm building a new website right now. Uh, I'm trying to get my uh, a, a decent email sequence down. One that's a little bit more intelligent than my welcome email that I have right now. Right. Um, trying to put out more stuff on the blog. There's just there's and then I've got the podcast, of course, which I'm really enjoying doing. Um, so yeah, right now, blog, podcast, email newsletter. Those are the main things and trying to get those in order first. And then, yeah, with, with TikTok, I plan on, uh, and I, I, I've said I plan on for probably the past like six months or so. And, uh, but, but yeah, but as far as returns and things, you've, you've, you've felt like you think it's okay. You know what? I, I would honestly say that, and like considering, I would say that like most of the people on my TikTok have probably only gotten on my page within like the last two to four weeks, just by nature, the fact that a couple posts did really well, um, and like, I'm not posting regularly there either. I was for a bit. Now it's like once a week or something. Mm-hmm. So I've had some people pushed over to my email list, which is great. Like, just yeah, for, because that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm sending daily emails now. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm transitioning a lot of my stuff to. So that's good. But I would argue that like anyone, like there's probably some people who follow me that forget they followed me just cause I'm not posting enough over there. Gotcha. There's probably some people that honestly have no idea what I do. Mm. And it's kind of like when I started my Instagram, it was like, I just like, I was just putting up, I was just the guy who was just helping, Dude, which that's... I, which I kind of like, you know, and like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, he does coaching. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you offer a service. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's just right now, it's just kind of like, it's, it's like a bit of a hobby in a sense. Mm. And like, gotcha. I'm not something I'm pressuring myself to take seriously. It's like, it's just something that's there. It's fun that like, you know, I still think most people there are probably around like 16 to eight years, 18 years old. And like, I know my mom shares about 10 TikToks to her Facebook every day. So like it is aging up, but yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely is. I, oh, it I, definitely is. I sure. think it is. Absolutely. But like, uh, I'm getting people, uh, you know, every day I have someone tell me to start a podcast and then like, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, no, I don't. Oh, uh, dude. Well, this is, this is great. What we'll do is after because uh, we're, we're about to we'll, we'll wrap this thing up we're coming close to an hour here but whenever we get off i want to talk to you uh, uh just for a couple minutes about email and then we can maybe talk podcasting and things yeah yeah for sure. um but uh but the last the 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 last kind of question uh i want to i want to ask is, is is a fun question sometimes and uh, i'm always curious on what your answer would be if you could do anything else besides coaching and you could have any type of skill set you could be seven feet tall you could have an amazing singing voice right you could run super fast you could do you know any any there's nothing beyond your imagination that you couldn't do but if you could choose a different career than what you're doing now what would that be 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it's, pr- I'm pretty quick on this one. It's, uh, I'd probably go into, uh, I'd probably be a therapist. Um, and, uh, I get a lot, and I gotta be careful with this because it's like, it's, this is a stay in your lane kind of thing. So I, like, I don't bring therapy to my work. However, in talking to people, there's no doubt the pieces of it do come out. Like we are talking to people about the way, the way they relate to food and their life comes into play all the time. So like you're talking to people and I've always been told, I get told this all the time. I'm easy to talk to. Um, I think that's probably just like a non-judgmental demeanor I have or something like that, but also just like intensely interested in like human behavior. Like, you know, I can get into a a binge watch on Jordan Peterson really quick. Oh, we should have, we should have got talking on him. Yeah, I know. I was like, (laughs) I I even thought we could go there, but uh, maybe another time. And uh, so that's like the interest. And I think there's just such a huge need for it. Um, the only problem for me is it means like another eight years in school or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so, so, so if I could have any ability, like you talked about, uh, probably the ability to deal with the classroom, uh, well, and, and have like a teacher tell me what to read and stuff like that. That'd be mm. pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that actually. I think, yeah, psychologists, that's, that's actually what my, my girlfriend, because we asked each other what we thought the other person should do. And she told me that my second job would be a psychologist. Yeah. yeah. Or a therapist. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, but then, but then for my career skill set, like if I was asked the same, same question, I'd typically say a stand up comedian and oh, yeah. I would, I would love, yeah, I'd be loved. I would love to be friends with, with Rogan, Joe Rogan and all of his, yeah. his, his, his inner guys and be hanging out with them yeah. and basically just podcast every day with your best friends and then go on each other's podcasts and then still benefit from that just by having conversations about random nonsense and get paid yeah. lots of money for it. Yeah. I'm going to choose that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm for sure going to choose that. Um, but cool, Chad, this was, this is, this is wonderful. I'm so happy all the little rabbit holes we went down stories. Yeah. Um, awesome. and I, I think there's some, some good info in there too, that people really resonate with. Cause it's just, it's through that, that storytelling and through those different moments or, or the things that you say, people are like, Oh yes, that's, that's where I'm at. That's kind of the, the yeah, mental yeah, unlock. Some of, that, some of that stuff's just real life. And you know, like it, people have a way of thinking like, you know, anything that goes well, just had a way of just working out. Like most of it was just like a big slap in the face and yeah. You know, like crap here and there. Right, right. And then then you get you get lucky with the dude who refers 14 clients and then, you know, it's <laughs> history from there. Um, but cool, cool. Okay, so where uh where can people find out more about you? Yeah, most of the stuff is um, you know, on uh, on Instagram at Chad Hargrove One. Um there was another Chad Hargrove somewhere, I guess. But uh Chad Hargrove One is the Instagram. Um you can find me uh if you sign up for uh you go to my website, chathardgrove.com. There's a free ebook in there if you want it. Uh, I write daily emails and stuff like that. And uh, you probably search my name pretty quick on TikTok or Twitter and find me there too. There you go. Perfect. And, and the podcast is coming soon. No, yeah, maybe <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> there you go. Whenever my TikTok comes, your podcast yeah, exactly. will come. Exactly. Um, but cool. Chad, thanks so much for doing this and uh, we'll have to do it again soon, okay? Thanks for having me on, man. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at mattmcleod6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word 
with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one -on -one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.